Welcome to the Changemakers Podcast. My name is Tanua Thrash Intuk, and I'm the Executive Director of the Local Initiative Support Corporation's Los Angeles office. In today's episode, we'll be talking about the Union Pacific and LISC partnerships. And we've got a special set of guests here with us today to do that. First, we have Ken Kuamora. He's a senior manager of talent acquisition and manager of excellence at Union Pacific Railroad. In 2006, he joined as a recruitment manager in the HR department. He was promoted to senior recruitment manager in 2010, where he has also been involved in diversity and EEO training for the field employees and managers. His work in this area has been recognized locally, statewide, and nationally for improving employee employee engagement in the workplace. Ken, thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. I know you're on the line, so uh, you know we're we're glad to have you. You've been in LA before, so we've seen each other, but glad to have you on the line here. Where are you calling in from, Ken? I'm actually in San Antonio right now. All San right. Well, welcome. We also have Treasure Owens, who's the financial coach at Coalition for Responsible Community Development, also known as CRCD. Through the coaching model, she ensures that her clients are the masters of their own success and places the tools in their hands so they can make a sound decision and logical uh, decisions about what will affect their financial future and stability. We're excited to have you here, Treasure. Thank you, Tanua. We're excited that uh, CRCD is an FOC of the LISC network. We'll talk a little bit more about what it means to be an FOC in the LISC network. We also have here Isaias Hernandez. He's a community development director with the Mexican American Opportunity Foundation, also known as MAOF. His key responsibilities includes the full oversight of MLF's immigration, employment, and financial capability services. Isaias, you're here in the office. Welcome. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Great. Well, today uh, in our conversation, let's talk a little bit about North America's largest freight railroad, Union Pacific. Union Pacific has partnered with LISC in 2018 to connect unemployed and underemployed workers to LISC's financial opportunity centers, the FOCs. Union Pacific funding has supported LISC's innovation with FOC centers and our framework, which has helped to build skills, grow incomes, and improve financial stability in four cities, Los Angeles, Houston, Kansas City, and Chicago. Union Pacific is working with LISC to bridge the skills gap. This is a chance to help people uh, be able to connect with the kind of training that they need to get connected to growth industry jobs like those that are offered by Union Pacific. So today we're going to talk a little bit more about, um, you know, what the Union Pacific Partnership is all about and how two of our partners here on the ground with LISC in Los Angeles are making it work and having success with connecting people to these great career opportunities. So let's start out, Ken. Um, let's talk a little bit about Union Pacific's goal with the partnership. Why are you interested in connecting right now with organizations who are uh, helping folks get ready and prepared for the kinds of opportunities you all have? So thank you for asking. You know, with the history of our company, we've always been big about giving back to our community, uh, communities that we're in and operate through. But like you stated at the very beginning, is offering the opportunities for some of these folks to improve their financial stability, to provide them with a, a, a different uh, level of, of financial 
uh, stability throughout these locations that you've identified, uh, which is Los Angeles, Houston, Kansas City, and Chicago, which are areas for us that, that have that potential of having openings and positions that people could apply to. So it's a win-win for both of us, but we really appreciate the, the goals that LISC has for themselves and how they reach out. And a lot of times, some of these uh, agencies that they connect with are right next to some of our locations. Which is great. So we're in the community, you're in the community. Um, Ken, can you talk about what's the average income of a worker at Union Pacific? I think people forget kind of, you know, that you all are out there and that you're moving America's goods across the nation. Right. So the wage determined is determined by the location and the agreement. So we really don't put a lot of uh, information out there about our wages. But, you know, according to some of the stats here, you know, about 14% higher than the average uh, wage in some of these industries in Southern California. And, and that's probably a, a very good number. We state, you know, it just depends on the, the, the craft, but, you know, we can, you know, the number varies. It just depends on, on what the location is and what the craft is. But uh, in, in most instances, we're about 14% higher okay. than, uh, than the average rate. Yeah, so very competitive. So um, in terms of transportation and logistics, being connected with Union Pacific could mean a 14% higher wage. So let's talk with some of our community groups. We've got CRCD and MAOF here, and they have been implementing LISC's Financial Opportunity Center program. So let's start with Treasure on the line here. How many years has your organization been implementing the FOC program, and when did you start implementing what we call, I'm introducing now, the Bridges to Careers Opportunity Program? Um, what? And, and actually, I guess I should make sure people understand that the Bridges to Careers um, is really a chance to help people get the math and reading skills that might be needed to enter into a training program um, so that they can then move on to being able to access the training to start at a Union Pacific. So Treasure, talk with us about your FOC and how long you've been implementing both that and the Bridges program. Sure. Thank you, Tanua. So we started with the FOC uh, in 2015. So we've been implementing that program for about four years now. And we started with the BCO, which is the Bridges to Career Opportunity Program, for about a year now. We started in the beginning of uh, last year, I want to say. And we really have been very instrumental in making sure that those two, uh, the FOC and the Bridges to Career, are actually working uh, together to help with our clients. The pathways that we have chosen is construction and transportation. So those are the career pathways that you're really focused on getting people connected to, transportation yes. and construction. Yes. Great. That's fantastic. So MAOF, I've got Isaias here. Tell us a little bit about your uh, tenure and, and length of time in implementing the FOC and now uh, the Bridges program. Thank you, Tanua. MAOF has been a multi-service agency delivering an array of services uh, for the last 56 years. Due to the current financial and social instability that many low-wage earners encounter, we understood that in order to support our mission, we must coordinate a set of services to help low-income individuals and families get jobs, improve their finances, and move up the economic ladder. For that reason, MAF began implementing the Financial Opportunity Center model in October of 2017. 
One year after we adopted the service delivery model, we realized the positive effect we've made in the lives of our participants, but also realized areas of improvement. One of those challenges we continue to encounter was the limited opportunities for individuals that lack certain skill sets to earn higher wages. When Union Pacific announced their support in the region, we recognized it as an opportunity to expand our economic empowerment work in East and Southeast Los Angeles. And tell us a little bit about the career paths that you all have chosen. Yes. We, a year after we debuted at the Financial Opportunity Center model in 2018, we began to strategize on the best method in implementing the Bridges to Career Opportunities Program. After multiple focus, uh, after multiple discussions with community members, partners, and local businesses, we decided to focus on the transportation sector and help individuals acquire their commercial A and B driver licenses. Our goal and hope is that once they receive this specialized driver's license, additional opportunities within the tra- transportation sector will present themselves, whether they're by rail, air, water, or trucking. Fantastic. So let's come back to that a little bit later. We'll talk some more about um, those commercial driver's licenses and what that can do for someone in terms of being able to get them connected to Los Angeles's logistics uh, center of activity. Um, so before we uh, get back to you, Ken, I did want to ask if Treasure could share some success stories of clients who have been going through the construction and transportation bridge programs. Oh, definitely, to know. I have so many success stories. I'm going to try to limit it to maybe a couple. Uh, so since we've been implementing first the FOC, we have seen a, a rise in people being financially empowered. We have seen our clients uh, go from having no savings to saving their money to learning how to manage their money, right. as well as seeing their credit scores increase. Uh, two of my clients that I'm really proud of, where I can say uh, maybe about 12, but I'll narrow it down to two, is we have one gentleman that came through our program. He was formerly incarcerated. He didn't have any training. He actually came into our construction program. He wasn't able to test into the program, so he became one of our BCO, our Bridges to Career Opportunity clients, where we got him the bridge component where he worked with an instructor on his math and his reading skills. Once he was able to reach a certain grade level, we actually was able to put him back into the construction program where he completed that, and now he's working on the Ram Stadium. Um, I have another gentleman who came through us, uh, came to us, and he wanted to learn about electrician. He was another one that was not able to maybe test into the program like he needed to, so he became part of our BCO program, Bridges to Career. He worked with our instructor. Once he worked with our instructor, he decided he wanted to go into the electrical uh, union. We were able to pay for his dues and pay for his training for him to be a part of that and now he's working in the private sector uh, for an electrical company where they both have been working there literally for over eight months. Their their goal was to, and I think one of the things that we do with our clients is that we make sure that they set goals. So the goal is to help them identify what they want in the future and the reason why they're on the job. So if they're just going to the job, not having any goals, not setting any future goals for themselves, they're just going to the job. But we looked at the fact that we talk to them about their financial picture, that it's not just a job that they're going to, they're actually going in 
to save their money so that they can meet those future goals. And so they stay on the job a lot longer. They come back to me and then they tell me, okay, Ms. Treasure, you said if I saved up this amount of money, you're going to help me grow it. My clients have literally, I have about eight of them, have come back to me, saved up over $10,000. Wow. Uh, because I told them that if they saved $10,000, not knowing that they was really going to do it, that they would be able to... Uh, put them in higher interest earning accounts, and then we talked about how do you live off the interest and not touch your savings. Wow. So I'm really proud of them because they stuck with the program with the FOC model. Uh, they saw the benefit, and then coming through the Bridges to Career Opportunity, they're not getting minimum wage jobs, but they're getting living wage jobs, which is leading into career pathways for them. Those are exciting success stories. It's uh, really, you know, people for, I don't think really realize that some Sometimes people have the desire and the drive and want to work, but don't have some of the basic skills because of just not having the basic education or they've been, it's been so long since they've been in school. It's, you know, difficult to pass some of these tests and doing the kind of work that needs to be done out there does require uh, a minimum level of skill. So by being part of the bridge program that Union Pacific has helped to finance, they're able to get those basic skills so that they can then enter the training program, the electrical uh, program, the uh, other construction program. And then from there, the wraparound services of the FOC and what you're describing is not just let's get a job, but it's also now how do we take that job and begin to grow assets um, so that they can continue to be financially stable in the long run for their families. Uh, that sounds inspirational to me. Ken, let's, let's talk a little bit about, uh, you know, the effort to really focus on building tomorrow's workforce. Um, this is a program and initiative that Union Pacific is working on. What's the inspiration behind this initiative? So, you know, for a while there, we were having trouble finding applicants to fill the jobs and the openings that we had there in Southern California. So what we did was we did a funnel analysis of the application process. So we had people applying, but they weren't making it to the end of the process. And so one of the areas that we identified that we were losing a lot of applicants was that testing portion, that the inference exam that they need to take uh, to, to keep going along the pro with, the, with the application process. And so what we've identified was that maybe some of the reading skills or the math skills or the ability to have an, an analytical thought process to you know have success with some of these uh, entrance exams was not they didn't have those best skill sets and I think with our partnership and where you guys have gone with this is has been it's very uh, it's connected to what we needed to do as far as getting people through the application process so as far as building tomorrow's uh, future workforce and that's one of the things we're helping individuals get the skill sets needed you know technology continues to grow so do the skill sets that are needed to come in you know, to the workforce. So, you know, the things that you, that LISC has been doing and some of the things that some of the pathways that they've actually, you know, blazed through here, I see a great potential in the future, you know, to get more people through our application process because of some of the, the, the training they get through the programs. 
Fantastic. It's a partnership that's working on both sides. So Isaias, MAOF is located right in Commerce. It's actually only a mile away from one of the Union Pacific rail yards here in town. And that really is the center of a huge logistics hub. Um, you're now offering over at MAOF a pathway into transportation. You kind of talked a little bit about the, helping people obtain their commercial driver's license. Uh, can you walk us through what that pathway looks like? And then how has this program really been tailored to meet the needs of the kinds of clients that MAOF serves? Yes. So locally, our partners and businesses, such as our trucking schools nearby, have mentioned that many of the clients uh, enrolled or who wish to enroll into uh, a course, um, unfortunately, don't lack, don't have the English proficiency skills in order to complete their program. Um, for that reason, MUF has uh, created a contextualized English language development curriculum that is designed specifically for the transportation, distribution, and logistics industry. Our, our curriculum is designed to best serve the community that needs the flexibility to be employed, but yet still have access to a workforce program to help develop their skill sets. In addition, uh, we have listened to our partners um, and our businesses nearby to tailor and customize the course to make sure it's meeting the needs of their curriculum and their uh, occupational and technical schooling that they provide. The purpose of the curriculum is really to ensure the English uh, proficiency improvement um, and an introduction to the TDL industry with uh, the supplemental materials that are customized to the local economy and region here in Los Angeles, and to provide additional routes and opportunities available for our clients. Great. So we've talked a bit about um, what the bridge, the career to bridges opportunities are, construction, transportation, logistics. Treasure, let's talk a little bit about what are some of the barriers that you've noticed? How do we help people get into these middle skills jobs and, and how are we, how are you helping to address what those barriers are? Okay, so some of the barriers that we come across is that they have no job experience or they have no experience in those particular sectors. And so when we implement the program, we actually have our own bridge instructor with CRCD. And because we are housed on the campus of LA Trade Tech, we're able to partner up with LA Trade Tech to work with our clients or to work with our participants to make sure that if they are um, facing any type of barriers, that we do have a support system uh, that's able to help them with that um, That integrating into that particular construction or transportation sector. So we just uh, look at them. We've noticed that maybe their life skills, um, they don't have the training that they need to go into the living wage uh, jobs. Their education level might be a little bit lower. And so their self-esteem is not at the level to where they believe that they can actually do it. So working collectively together with our instructors and with our career coaches, uh, with our bridge instructors, we're able to help them overcome certain barriers so that they can start believing that they can actually get the training, go into the training, and then once they complete the training, they are going into these awesome jobs that are paying them way beyond. We have guys making over $40 to $50 an hour uh, that thought that all they were going to do is do minimum wage jobs all their lives. So when they come in with no experience, we don't allow that Um, to be a barrier for them because we don't say you can't do it. We also, we really 
incorporate you can. And when they say no, I always say I don't use the word no like N-O. I tell them, yeah, I know you can, K-N-O-W, because <laughs> we want to make sure that we are, we're in part in making them understand that the barriers that you think that you have, they're only because you don't know. And and we don't want them to feel that way. So that's why um, when we talk about barriers, I really don't look at their barriers. I look at the fact that they just don't have the knowledge that they need um, to go a little bit a step further. And so we actually walk them through life skills. We walk them through uh, different uh, curriculum uh, that comes from like our instructors so that they can overcome what they feel are barriers. Great. We love that. So it's not N-O, it's actually K-N-O-W uh, yeah. in terms of turning around those barriers. Isaias, any barriers you all are seeing? As I believe Ken mentioned earlier, one of our biggest barriers in helping them uh, apply for living wage employment and occupations within a growing sector has been that basic communication skills, uh, math skills needed to really pass that first and second step of the interview process for most uh, corporations or businesses. Um, I know in our region, in the East and Southeast communities that we serve predominantly, um, it is made up of Latinos who are monolingual. Um, They are predominantly, their primary language is uh, Spanish. Um, And for that reason, it's been extremely difficult for them to access programs, Mm -hmm. um, whether they're occupational, technical uh, programs because they don't have those basic um, levels of proficiency when it comes to English and math to really be successful. Uh, so really on our end, it's really been helping them improve that communication barrier, but also building those skills to communicate with an employer properly, the managers such as Ken, who are recruiting and looking for great talent. Um, many of our many of our clientele also are just not aware of the opportunities such as Union Pacific and uh, uh, and other businesses that are offered in the community and might think they're unattainable. Um, so for us, it really has been just improving the com- communication and really English and math proficiency levels of our community to really get them into either non-certificate or certificate programs to be successful. Great. So our partnership is all about putting into place the necessary resources to overcome these barriers. Ken, as we uh, get ready to start closing up, I wanted to talk with you about the fact that you know this program, the LISC FOC program, is really focused on getting clients into living wage jobs. The opportunities at Union Pacific are there. Could you just tell our listeners a little bit about the base salaries that clients can expect and the range of opportunities that might be available? Sure. The wages differ on the different crafts that we have. So to give you a hard number would be very difficult because it just depends on what craft they're interested in. But an individual coming in, let's just say there's a TE&Y sector, can make up to ninety one, you know, make ninety one dollars to two hundred twelve dollars a day, just depending on the location. For the welders, you know, again, it would probably be around the same range, just depending on what their skill set is when they come in. It will definitely put them at a different financial level than they probably have. In fact, to the point that when we have our hiring sessions, we have to spend a few minutes talking to them about when you get your paycheck. You're probably going to see one of the biggest paychecks that you've probably ever seen in your life. It's a lot of zeros. You need to be, <laughs> need to be smart about it. And this is where where your program comes in very well. Because it will help, help these individuals 
that are finally seeing this livable wage, right? And to actually hold on and, and build that. And I think that's the, the best part of our partnership is that, that you are helping these individuals that don't have that, you know, mindset. And, and, it, and that's what it's all about, you know, is being able to handle yourself financially at the very beginning to actually improve the level of, or the lifestyle that you're, that you're living. Fantastic. So these are living wage jobs that will allow people to be able to take care of their families and also set them on a course to strong financial stability. So as we close, I'm just going to ask CRCD and MAOF, if people are out there listening and want to benefit from the FOC, the LISC FOC at your respective sites, tell me what's the website that they should go to to find out more information, Isaiz? Yes, um, they could visit our organizational website at www.maof.org, um, and they could also follow us on social media at MAOF Comunidad. Comunidad. Okay, great. And uh, CRCD, Treasure? Yes, so they can go to www.coalitionrcd.org, and we'd be more than happy to, you know, help them find their pathways. Great. Fantastic. So thanks for joining us this week on Change Makers LA podcast. We really appreciate our guests coming in today to talk about their vision for creating a partnership where living wage jobs and long-term financial stability can be achieved in the communities that we serve. Thank you listeners out there for joining us again in a conversation. And if you enjoyed this episode, we'd love for you to subscribe to our podcast. We'll notify you of new episodes and please feel free to share this episode with colleagues and friends. Thank you for listening to LISC LA's Changemakers LA podcast. This episode was made possible by a $3 million grant to LISC National from Union Pacific to help underemployed people build the skills they need to compete for good jobs and raise their standards of living. If you would like to learn more about our Bridges to Career opportunities, please visit us online at www.lisc.org backslash Los hyphen Angeles and follow us on Twitter at LA underscore Lisc. Production support was provided by Samantha Salmon and the Donias. You can find the rest of the series on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Subscribe to hear more conversations about the people and places that shape Los Angeles.